pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. I'm Andy Rowan. As usual, I'm joined by Andy Good and Jim Hamilton. How are you, lads? Yeah, very good, actually. Jim? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How, how fresh are you, Jim? I'm not the freshest. Another 80 minutes, but we lost, so I'm feeling a bit sorry for me. Go on, the Warriors. What's happened? Doesn't happen a lot. We got beat by Worcester Warriors. Really? Yeah. Good win that for them. Yeah. We got well beaten as well, to be fair. But you, you, you've always got loads of injuries and players missing. Yeah, I think it was the ref. That's the ref. Who was the ref? I don't know. Can't remember, but it was all his fault. <laughs> Bias. What was mm. it? Be careful what you say now, Jim. Mate, it was tough. They had Francois Hogart. 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 Yeah. Hogart. Oh, mm. first but, game back, wasn't it? Player. First Premiership game back. First Premiership game. He he was quality. The Gary Gold effect. I spoke to Carl Hogg after. He was fuming. They Why? weren't really. Well, no, he's put all the hard work in, hasn't he? And then and that Gary Gold's come in, changed a few systems, and Hogart's come in and made a huge difference. And mate, we we got well beat. Did you? Mate, we did, yeah. Oh, was, it 20, was it 24-18? Yeah, we got a bonus point in the end. Mm. Mate, we could have won it at the end, to be fair. But eight penalties. Oh, Tom penalties. Foley. Just checked it now. Tom Foley was a referee. Yeah. And you were saying he was garbage. No, he was Tom, right. if you're listening, I was joking. Tom, if you're listening, he says you were... Average. Yeah. Got, got a bit of a dead leg. No rest for the wicked, though. We was, got that a, was, that, was that from a monster ball carry? Or? Well, this is the thing. We were laughing today at training, so we were kicking to an area, basically... Saris weren't kicking, were they? <laughs> off, off the kickoff, everyone has to kick straight to their number eight, and he, I just saw, he's, he's looking who, down the line. Who, who can was he, it? Who can he run at? Um, Pogita? No, the the Pops. Islander number eight. Oh yeah, the one who got sent off. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, pronounce yeah, his name, yeah. so what? And I just saw his eyes light up. He saw Jim Hamilton, the skeleton in the line. He's running straight for me, and I've put a monster shot on him. The melted one. Really of the Jim, that's a hell of a shot. And I literally thought I'd put him into next week, and then I've looked back at the game. He's made about eight meters. That's a believer. You've yeah. you've been telling a few stories about lads that are still playing uh, through mainly the filthy fifteen. Do any of them uh, have any of them been lining you up on the field, or any of them confronted you at all since then? See none of them on the field. I've not opened anyone up who's actually playing. But he's, I've been having. He's, ma- he's not that stupid, is he? No, I'm not. <laughs> Luke, I, had, I, I think Luke Narrowway's about the only one, isn't he? He's playing yeah, in the championship. Yeah, he's playing in the champ. Yeah, I, I was going to say something about Manu to Alangi. Not really. Go on. His no, no. I'm joking. Go on, Jim. I'm joking. He's injured, isn't he? So. I'm only joking, but no, I've had a couple of text messages. Will I'm Skinner. I'm only joking, I'm only joking. Will Skinner. Will Skinner text. Weren't very happy. He wasn't, was it? I got a text oh, as well. Yeah. What did he, he say to you? He just said, how the hell have I made the filthy 15 as coach or something? Yeah, well, we put him in there as like an assistant coach. Mm. Basically, we, we mentioned last week that he had his nipple pierced on a stripper pole mm. for his 21st. There was blood hanging out everywhere. And he said, he texted me and said, why didn't you talk about Goody? Uh, ringing me after saying, please don't tell the police it was me. I've got a wife and kids. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. I don't remember that. I don't remember That's that. what he said. And then, obviously, we've got Tom Barndell on later who wants to tell his side of the story and how many batteries his prostate massager takes. <laughs> He's in trouble, Tom. But he? how have we got from that, from me playing against... Well, anyway, yeah, oh, no, we, yeah, we got really, banged really. by Worcester at the weekend. We got Gloucester on Friday. And Goody, uh, how's the, the comeback going? Has anyone donated that 10K yet? Uh, not yet. Not yet. There's a lot of people interested on... Uh, on Twitter, uh, it's a lot of people mentioning clubs that they want me to go and play f- mm. for one game, but got to get to the 10 grand. We've, we've started a, a Just Giving page. So it's uh, justgiving.com slash fundraising slash the rugby pod. Yes. With hyphens in between yeah. the rugby pod. Yeah. Um, so if we can get 10K there, you're still up for it? I mean, picking. if we get t- if we get £10,000 on that Just Giving page, and it go- it's all for the Matt Hampson Trust, Matt Hampson Foundation, sorry. Um, boom. 
with that. We'll, we'll Quad, put that Quad, on our social media as well. Yeah. So quadruple X shirt, quadruple XL. Do you reckon? Yeah. Is there any team that you'd want to come back for? Well, it's, it's, it's not going to be Premiership, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> mate, the way Bristol's are going, mate, they might pay ten grand. That's cheap for you. Brist- Bristol's is in trouble. That's cheap. Bristol's are in trouble. Really? One game only. Mm. No, I wouldn't. They'd be in trouble if they. You do it for a laugh, you know, a, a lower league. How team. do you reckon you'd fare now, like w- watching the Six Nations? Wow. How do you think you'd go in that? I would last. So Andy Good versus Bigger, for example, Dan Bigger, for example. I think I'd last. I'd kick off. Yeah. I'd stay at fullback for a bit, mm. receive a kick, return because Wales just kicked infield, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I'd catch yeah. it, I'd boot it back and probably snap my hamstring, so that would be me gone. <laughs> so if Scott, if Scott Sped in the French 15 came pelting through the line, yeah. would you be able to tackle him? Absolutely not. <laughs> no chance. I couldn't either. <laughs> no. Don't worry. You mentioned um, Wales keeping it in play yeah. with, their, with their kicks. What um, are they doing? Wales, uh, England, that last, uh, that last kick. Was that just a sign of a, a, a tired team, or was it just bad decision making? Full stop. As in missing touch. Yeah. Jonathan Davis. Yeah. Well, there's two ways of looking at it. One is you go, that's an absolutely garbage kick. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, obviously the build up to how the turnover I thought was a bit suspicious, and perhaps could have been a penalty to England anyway. Mm. Um, and then Gareth Davis rushes a bit. Dan Biggers coming back from a ruck. You've got to play one phase to get your best kicker in position, and that's a bit of game management. But one thing no one's mentioned at all is the pressure that Carl Sinclair puts on uh, on Jonathan Davis with the charge down pressure. Okay. One guy running his own on his left foot. Jonathan Davis hooks it infield. Thirty seconds later, Elliot Daly's over in the corner and he's the new national hero. I just think a lot of teams are playing good rugby. Wales played very well, but one of the fundamentals, and I know we've talked about it with Sarries, oh, you know, the exits, the kick in. Mm. It's such a big part of the game. You saw the French as well. Yeah. I know they could they ran out of their half, but yeah. against potentially better defensive sides, mm. who uh, teams lose all their the players, they lost all their players. But the power, power runners, but against I don't know an Ireland, yeah. France aren't going to be through that. But yeah. Wales the same. So just that that kind of exit. It's all well and good being good, carrying the ball in the twenty-two, looking dangerous defence. But that's where you're, you're most vulnerable. You kick the ball straight. I know the, the pressure of the charge down, but they never looked in control, like you just said. Yeah. They didn't look in control for the that's, that's the thing you talk about, and Jim talks about Saracens a lot. You look at Richard Wigglesworth at nine for Saracens, his box, box kicking, clearance kicking, on the money every time. Mm-hmm. England, when they were exiting, every time it was on the money, whether it was Young's, Care, or Farrell. Yeah, everyone seemed to know what they were doing. Wales looked really rushed, they looked really panicky. So was it the option taking or the execution? It was both. So yeah. a whole combination of things. The option of kicking too early going to Jonathan Davis, who's not a renowned kicker, mm. as Dan Biggers jogging back to get into position. So you, a nine there should take complete control, organise the forwards, one little little pot pass to create another ruck to get bigger in position to boom it long. You want your best, you know, two minutes to go, you want your best kicker in position to kick. But a lot of it was to do with the pressure that Carl Sinclair, mm. if you watch the replay back, just put on, he just come on and, and Carl Sinclair is a bundle of energy. And is it also the sign of a great team where you've seen England take maybe one or two chances that have completely changed the game, that have finished off the opposition, and and won games like that? I oh, just the belief that England got it just looks inevitable every time. We're not playing that well, but I sat there watching the French game last week at Twickenham. I was like, we're going to win. You know, somehow we will win this game. Uh, same against Wales. You know, watching it at home with a bag of biscuits and crisps and all sorts of cans of coke everywhere. Um, lying on the sofa sweating um, but you, you know you just had that belief as a fan which mm. affected what we are now uh, that England were going to win um, you know Farrell 
took over as captain, I thought, I don't know Farrell that well at all, but I just look at him and I just think, he is up there with the best players, some of the best players that England have produced for many a year. Ever? Yeah. How? Yeah. I know it's a really, my wife made a point, we watched the game, I played during the day and watched it when I got back. My wife's not into rugby too much. She likes Marrow, I think. She's not talking <laughs> <over> that. Look at that. Of course. She likes Marrow, polar opposite to you. Exactly. I'm a bag of bones. Body like he's, she, an he's, he's an Adonis. Exactly. But where were we? You've but, got a melted wheelie bin body. Yeah. Yeah. She played netball and stuff for England yeah. when she, she was younger, so she, she appreciates skill. And she said, oh, Jim, she said, how, how good is Owen Farrell at passing the ball? And I know it sounds a really simple thing that she, mm. she said, but it is such a difficult thing. His speed of pass... Yeah. Is ridiculous. I mean, you're a good passer of the ball, good as well. That but... pass to Elliot Daly. Yeah. If that is, if that's half checked, a me- him. yeah. If that's checked him, he doesn't score. It's right on the money. Elliot doesn't break stride. Elliot does yeah. Cuthbert on the outside. It's all to do with George Ford's pass to Farrell. Originally, as well, puts him in a bit of space. Farrell goes to the line, doesn't stop his momentum as he's passing the ball, keeps going forward, going straight, fixes Jamie Roberts, and makes Cuthbert have a little look inside, thinking he's going to have a dabble on the outside which just gives Elliot Daly that split second to do him on the outside with a perfect pass. That's why the Kiwis are so good. I thought you were about to say that. (laughs) No, what I was going to say about Farrell is he doesn't seem to have any skill that we haven't seen before, but every single core skill he does is perfect. Mm. It's like Carter, though. Yeah, you talk about Dan Carter for New Zealand. You don't often see him make mistakes. You don't Mm. often see Owen Farrell make mistakes. He's just everything he does is effective. You know, he looks in control. He's a big personality, big voice in that team, and... Um, you know, obviously Dylan Hartley going off after 45 minutes or whatever it was as your captain. Yeah, he's then a leader. Yeah, there's a couple of things out of that game that stand out for me. I tweeted actually. I thought that Ross Moriarty oh. was that's, that's one of the best performances I've seen from a back row in the championship, hands down. People are talking about pickamoles. Why he, do they? Why did they take him off? No idea. Like what? I've no like he for me was the best player on he the was, pitch in terms he of he was smashing effect, Nathan sma- Hughes. He was Nathan, carrying, getting over yeah, the gain line. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. They took him off Falatau, which Falatau's a world class yeah, player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not played in quite some time. And, you, and he you, didn't. He didn't have a bad game when he came on, but the impact of Moriarty going off was huge. I know he, he was immense. And if you're picking a British Lions back row now, he's got to be in the mix. Definitely Moriarty because he was phenomenal. Yeah, and then you said, and last thing about it, we might not be the last thing, but we mentioned Dylan Hartley there. I, don't, I just don't get it. I've got to say, it. it's easy to be a fan of Jamie George because I play with him and he's a top boy, but. For me, there's there's a gulf of difference between the two really? players at the minute. I think so. But isn't he just coming back from injury? Are you gonna but the, stick so, with him? So what? So, so what? You coming back from injury? So you, you who, get, who, who's coming back from injury? Jamie George? No, Dylan. He's not injured. He's banned, isn't he? Oh, banned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Even worse. There's a Kiwi getting it wrong again. <laughs> so he's coming back from a band, but now yeah. he's going to get a third week. I imagine. I imagine they'll play him against Italy. Do you think? Because they'll want to give him another this, another this, run out. Yeah, I don't know. This is a big opportunity now for me. I think England. You know, Italy have been very poor, haven't they? Yeah. And as Phil Lardy used to say, when they got a pamper, very, very poor. Yeah, they got absolutely smashed. So it's an opportunity for actually Eddie Jones to pick Farrell at ten, pick Tio at twelve. Tio's been immense every time yeah, he's yeah, come, on. come on. He's come on for ten minutes in each game or something. When you want to rest Farrell, he's, I mean, he's had a long season. He's probably going to be playing British. Well, they've got two weeks off. Uh, no, they've got a week or well, two week weeks off. training. Yeah. Two weeks off games. But it's an op- it's an op- opportunity for Eddie Jones to look at different combinations. He has talked about that. Yeah. yeah. I think Mike Brown didn't play very well at all, if there was one downside to... So, you know, Who do would you, you give a run in there? Do you look at... I know Anthony Watson's fit again. So do you give Anthony Watson a run at fullback? Or put Daly at Do you 15. put Elliot Daly at fullback and pick Watson on one wing, Noel on the other? You've got to, I think you've, he's got to look at a couple of options. Yeah, Haskell will come in. 
Askeladd was immense again when he came on. Yeah. Um, he's a machine, that bloke. Well, Maka Vunapola would be fit. Yeah, they've said that as well. As well. Billy, Billy was meant to be eight weeks away from returning. <laughs> Apparently he's three weeks away. He, he reckons bench for the Ireland game, the last game. Mate, you want to see? Bring, squatting in the gym. Bring 150 kegs off the bench. Oosh. Mate, squatting in the gym, his knee's been fucked. He fucked his knee, had an operation. You know, any normal human being is a three or four monther. Six weeks, he's there squatting 250 on the bar. Is that it? Mate, I can barely sit on the frigging toilet. <laughs> I can barely sit on the toilet. I'm watching this freak of a human being. Yeah, he's strong, boys. Yeah. And we've missed him as well. He's, he, you really see the difference now between... Nathan Hughes carries and carries pretty well, but he doesn't get anywhere near the yards that Billy Bonabola does. He's got uh, a different dimension to his yeah. game, Billy, now, with the offload, yeah. bringing people in, his awareness. You, you taught him that, didn't you? I taught him that. They held out the back door. Exactly. Run as far away from Jim Hamilton as you can. <laughs> Italy versus Ireland. I didn't even watch that. Yeah, I watched it. I was, uh, I was playing. You were getting done by Worcester Warriors, my <laughs> yeah. old team. Go on, Worcester. I watched the highlights. I, saw, I watched Standard's hat trick. Wow, first hat trick by any forward in the Six Nations ever. What? Ever, yeah. Stat. Yeah. yeah. You heard the pre-say stat. I'm the stat man. No, go on. What's the pre-say stat? Something to do with the most defeats by any captain ever yeah. in international. I mean, it's not a genius to work no, that no, out. No, no, Italy don't win many, do they? Kelly Brown was close, I think. <laughs> How is Kelly? <laughs> he's all right. He's had a good week. He's, good. he's coaching the Navy now. How oh, is he? I know we're jumping in between, yeah. so he's got oh, my four. Down. He's got more jobs than me. Good man. So he's he's playing. And he's still. Hell of a match you, fee. Still charging you tenner for the steak? Or? Yeah, for fifty pound a night. That's a lie, Jim. Fifty pound a night. He's to told stay. Me. I'm staying there tonight. Uh, but yeah, so. Do you get complimentary soaps and shampoos with it? Well, I bring my own toothpaste. So if I switch a light on, it's a pound. <laughs> <laughs> so I call him when it's done. How, how much to go to the toilet? I just, well, I go, I just don't flush the toilet. Just yeah, reverse, you do a reverse dump? Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Don't wipe because the toilet paper's 10p a square. <laughs> There's a cost. Anyway, how do we get to jump between that and Parise? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ireland. They were good. CJ Stander was out. He's unbelievable. And then I love his, when he does an interview after the game. Yeah, I thought we played really well, eh? We're a great Irish team. Yeah, he's from uh, India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he was he was phenomenal. Um, Ring Rose. See his try? Yes. Right. I was at the pub watching, but I, I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't actually yeah, see Do you have your beer goggles on or what? Yeah, I had a beer. Yeah, I had a couple of beers. Um, his finish was O'Driscoll-esque, and you can see... You know, pe- people are starting to compare him to Brian O'Driscoll already, really? so yeah, he's a phenomenal big player. Chat. Mm. Big oh, it's chat. huge. But he's that good at the minute as well. But it was like a team run for Ireland. They were yeah, what, what's with, thoroughly I mean, dominant. Is Italy, the Italy exper- uh, experiment almost like bringing them into the Six Nations, is, is it almost time to say it didn't work? No, I don't think so at all. Well, I think, it, could you bring in another team? No, could, I, I think what the... relegation? You, you could look at it. Georgia, um, Georgia. I think there should be a playoff between whichever team finished bottom of the Six Nations uh, and then whoever wins the the next tier down but you talk about everyone talks about Georgia or, or Romania because they've made the last few World Cups mm. the Germans beat Romania at the weekend you hear about that? you didn't did you? no did Ger- you watch it did you? no 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 I didn't, no, I didn't. just <laughs> sat it up <laughs> um, Germany beat Romania so I, I listen I think Italy if you brought Georgia in or Romania it wouldn't make any difference I think there should be a pathway so there should be a playoff I reckon between whoever finishes bottom of the Six Nations which is normally Italy or Scotland uh, <laughs> Jim's just hating that. Um, and just a playoff between them and whoever finishes top of the Tier 2 European Six Nations tournament. It's not Six Nations. I can't. I don't even know what it's called, actually. But the likes of Georgia, mm. Germany, Romania, all those guys play a second-tier comp. 
And Jim, you've been in that situation where you're battling it out for the wooden spoon and exactly. the Six Nations. You've got a few wooden spoons, haven't <laughs> you, Jim? How know. would a, a relegation prospect motivate a team? Massively. I, I think a lot, a lot of people, I'm a little bit on the fence with it. I've not really thought too much about it either because I can't see it happening. But I think that it gives the Tier 2 nations an opportunity mm. to show what they can do. Can you imagine Georgia in next year's Six Nations? So Georgia play Italy... Probably could beat Italy as well if it's that one-off game. Imagine them in the Six Nations, the profile that that will raise. And you talk about growing the game yeah. around the world. And then the other nations, you mentioned Romania, Germany. So that the funding that potentially starts going in, in, into them nations, it's definitely an option. But I think that Georgia playing England in the Six Nations, it would be, be a massacre. Hockey. Yeah, it would be an absolute hockey. So yeah. that, that's the issue that you've got. But Italy, for me, are a long, long way <laughs> Away, you know, Scotland now have, have got up to a level where they, they compete. Italy aren't. There's a load of political. You hear about what's coming out of the Italian federation and stuff like that. There's a load of political issues with how the teams are run. Treviso and Zebra. I think Zebra are folding as well, aren't they? At the end of the year or something. Yeah. There's going to be a team in Rome. Can't remember anyway. But you've just got to hand it over to Connor O'Shea and say, look, Connor, you understand how to generate good young players in in, a, in an academy system which can ultimately help the Italian side. So I think there's a bit of a log there at loggerheads, I think, from what I hear. Um, you know, and you've got the coaching panel there, they've got in Italy, Conor O'Shea, Mike Cat, uh, Brendan Venter. They've got some quality there. You just need to develop the players a bit more. It's um, going to take time. It is. It's, it's not going to happen. Now, obviously, it's not going to happen now. You can see that. Or two years. Um, so. We're, we're going to come back to France versus Scotland. But before that, we've actually got someone on the phone at the moment uh, guest uh, Tom Van Dell. Yes. Don't know, don't know if you guys know him. No uh, idea who he is. He's uh, he's had a, a pretty good mention in the Filthy Fifteen, and and now he's on to. He's on the bench, isn't he? He's in. He's in there. You guys checked him in there. Tom, are you there? <laughs> <laughs> how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Congratulations is the first thing I'm going to say. Thank you. The new. Aviva Premiership top try scorer ever, Tom Vandell. 91 oh, tries, well done, mate. Well done. Cheers, mate. I, I think I contributed to about 40 of those. So, uh, yes, I think you did, actually. I think you did. Crossfield kicks and long balls. and yeah. There we go. How was Bristol? What's uh, the tough tough result on Friday, wasn't it, against Quinns? Yeah, it was a bit of a pumping, actually. Um, I came off injured. Actually, that's what happened, off, wasn't it? You came off and they went, it all went downhill, was it? Basically, yeah. That's what I mean. That's what we're going to... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so when I came off in 10-8... Then Quinn stepped up their game, increased the tempo, and we we took an absolute pounding in the end. So um, yeah, not great. And obviously, we're still winning against Barry. Bit of a nightmare. Fluked so, it. Got Do- a lot of work ahead. Dorsey, how are you, mate? It's Jim. Hi, Jim. You all right, mate? You're all mucky. I taught you all you knew. So um, you, you've re-signed for Bristol's, haven't you? Yeah, signed another year. How much? Sorry. <laughs> how much you getting? <laughs> <laughs> He's not cheap, Tom. Game, Jim. You know that. Come on. What does it start with? Tell us. What the f- <laughs> Celery. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm going to throw it out there. What do you reckon, Goody? 250? That'd be nice, that, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. That'd be nice. Money's big. It is big. And half of what Jim's on at London Irish next year. Is that happening, Jim? Or? I think something's happening next year. Hey, Dorsey, what do you reckon? Do you think I've still got it or what? I think Goody's still got it. I was hoping he would um, join Bristol. Mate, if you put me, me in the same league as him, then I'm retiring, mate. <laughs> you. you want to see the size of the belly? <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, Robbo d- uh, did try and contact me back in October, Dorsey, actually. Didn't fancy him, eh? Uh, well, no, he went for Shane Geraghty instead. Oh. 
that I think, worked I think, out really well for us as well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the I issue think was... one game, got yellow card, haven't seen since. Yeah, I think the issue was uh, the, the, I asked for a bit too much cash and Shane Garrity came free with a bag of chips. <laughs> but I ate the chips. You're such a bastard. <laughs> uh, Tom, so you've had some highlights in your career. Yeah. Played, I remember when we were at Leicester, you were a pretty good player then. Um, we were all pretty good back then. Um, then you got picked for the sevens. Yeah. Where you were like a superstar. I remember you couldn't go out your house. Commonwealth Games, you got a go on, Andy, Andy Rose got you give him some details and I'll finish. <laughs> no, I've got another stats. I just, I just knew he uh, Wikipedia yeah. and I, I knew he won a medal at the Commonwealth Games. Well yeah. done. Went on to play for England. Yeah. And then went into what do they call it where when they got relegated? What do you call it? Relegation. Yeah, relegation. You went into Wild- the w- wilderness. The wilderness, that's the one. You went the into the wilderness, we lost yeah. you. But then your career picked up. You got picked for the filthy fifteen. Does it get much bigger than that? Well, mate, the attention I've been getting from that is unbelievable. <laughs> you boys have really picked me up there, haven't you? Have you got a uh, you got some sort of deal going on with um was it lovehoney.com or something like that for any Ian Summers? Any prostate no, massages? I haven't, You've been spreading vicious lies, haven't you? Uh, have I though, Thomas? <laughs> vicious lies. Have I though, Tom? People think I'm some kind of pervert. Uh, mate, you're not and, a pervert. Not anymore. You're not, you're a pervert. Pervert. You, not anymore. He's happily engaged now, Tom is. <laughs> I beg to differ, Tom. It doesn't. It doesn't make you a pervert by putting things up your bum. Like it, doesn't. <laughs> it just makes you a wrong'un. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've all experimented. We've all tried stuff, haven't we? No, I, I'll be honest. I've nothing that has ever entered You've my. Never done it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Mate, he, straight fingers, mate. That's it. <laughs> How is the crack down there, though? What's. Um... Get it, crack. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. You two him up. Uh, I'll knock him out the How is it down there, though? You Obviously, you've had some really good results over the last sort of month, two months. Yeah, like, we've had, we had some good results. Obviously, Sale was, was a big one. Worcester. Um, are you in the bath? Are you in the bath? Hold on. You... And we did. We perked up a little bit. Hold on, um, Tom. Stop that. Are you in the bath? I am, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can't make this up, can you? I heard some noises. <laughs> can you uh, tweet a picture of you in the bath, please? Yeah, I will, yeah. Me- well, mention now. me, I get more followers, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, where were we? Mention the rugby part. Yeah, go back to Bristol. So yeah, talk about Bristol. Um, then we went to the European, we rested a lot of boys, and we've gone back to the Premiership and obviously the weekend... We just won at the races. Um, Quinns started really well and and finished really well, and we were we were found uh, found out a little bit. So we've got a big week this week against Leicester, and hopefully we can get back on track and, and pick some points up. And they um, obviously you talked about Quinns finishing really well. Are you finishing really well in the bath? <laughs> I haven't even started my finishing routine yet. But <laughs> since I got on he's, such, he's such a wrong one, isn't he? I yeah. uh, Tom, as well, congratulations. You're engaged. Yes. Mate, who's a lovely lady? Uh, a lovely lady called Natalie. Nice. And is Nat- um, Natalie's yeah, obviously going well, actually. Natalie's obviously down in Bristol's as well with the Bristol's. Yeah, she's down in Bristol with her, with her Bristol's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my wabbers! That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it out! Oh dear, oh dear Tom. Oh dear. Yeah, obviously, um, you know you're a little bit irate about the. Well, I don't know about irate, but. You know, the boys dropped you in it and hung you out to dry a little bit. Have you uh, got any any stories that you'd like to have the last laugh on with either Goody or Big Jim? Oh, I mean, to be fair, I've got nothing on, on you know, apart from Goody waxing his arsehole, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> and that's very true. I've seen that. It's not wax. It's the it is the cleanest arsehole I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Veet. Veet? Yeah, Veet. It's lovely. <laughs> nice and smooth like a baby's bum. Literally. 
Really? Why do you do it's that? Unbelievable. It's just, you know, I've, I've got a hairy ass. I like to keep it. I like to keep the downstairs tidy. The whole the front front door and the back door. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Tom. Tom um, yeah, Tom's. He probably, if he, even if he has got any stories, he's, he's very nervous, aren't you, Tom? I won't say it about certain nicknames and things. Just say it, Tom. He has a lot more on me than I do on him. <laughs> Have you got anything on me, Dorsey, or not? I've got nothing. Whoa! Only from your younger days at Leicester. No. Like, what? <laughs> go on, go on. What happened in his younger days at Leicester, Tom? I actually even wasn't there. It was before I even arrived. There were stories about Jim. Go on. So I wouldn't even want to comment on on some of this stuff he got up to. Well, let's let's just hear one, maybe. Just one. Huh? Just one. If it's too bad, we'll delete it from the podcast. But you can delete it, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim, you were involved in the rubber ring incident, weren't you? What? The, the rubber, rubber ring and the golf clubs? What? What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> the rubber ring and the golf clubs. <laughs> Tell us what happened, Tom. And the boxing glove and the iron. Right yeah. Well, when you put a rubber ring over that, but that girl and you beat it with a um, golf club. No, that wasn't me, mate. That wasn't <laughs> me. No, 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 that wasn't I, me, I mate. Thought, I thought it was a boxing glove. No, that wasn't me. That was uh, Brett Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging people. Anyway, Tom, thanks for coming on, mate. <laughs> thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Tom Vandell, a member of our Filthy 15. Oh, well. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers, Tom. Hey, cheers, Dorsey. Thanks, mate. You liar. Enjoy your bath. Oh, wow. Oh, that escalated quickly. Yeah. (sighs) Good value, eh? Let's just have a ring. May fair play to him for coming on. He is a good lad. He's he's a good lad. He's got absolutely no shame at all, is he? Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to get him on again in in another show after this. I I love the way just. He's in the bath. He's in the bath. Just so nonchalant, just in the bath. He's got the. He's probably got the, the plug up there at the minute. That's why he was so relaxed. <laughs> what a good man. Uh, before a, wrong un, a wrong un, but a good man. Before we, uh, before we came on, we, we were just touching on the subject of... Um, God, it feels like so, so much has gone under the bridge since then. <laughs> uh, Greg, Greg, Greg Laidlaw. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no good. No, I'm not saying he's no good. I just don't, I don't see him. It's a, bit, it's a bit like... And in reality, it's a bit like people looking at me as a fly half. Um, who I made in my whole career, I think I made two breaks. You know, and you look at a fly off like a Danny Cipriani, like a, a Finn Russell, exciting players, you know, ball in hand. I wasn't at all. So he's not exciting enough. I don't know. He doesn't attack for me as a nine that you want to, you, you talk about world class levels. Um, you know, you're talking about Aaron Smith, you're talking about the way Ben Youngs and Danny Kerr play. You know, you always expect them to make a half break. Um, and I just, you know, Greg Laidlaw, very good player in terms of what he does, but. You know the way Scotland play. I just don't. I think it, they. You don't have to defend him. In reality, you know, you, a lot of teams will. Mm. So Italy and Scotland and, and Ireland when they play England, will talk about the threat that Ben Youngs and Danny Kerr are around the breakdown. There's no threat from from Laidlaw. It's just get to a ruck past it all the time. And I disagree. Yep. There we go. You've yeah. played with him a lot more than me. Well, but I just I, think it's hard to judge him because Scotland haven't played that well ever. For for a long long time. Well, they played well and, against you know, Thailand. Yeah, mate, he's a good leader. He, uh, oh, I'm yeah, sure, I'm not I'm disputing sh- any of that. Yeah, I'm sure if you were mm. to ask him, do you play the same st- brand of style as you know, um, Youngs and Care? It's just a different player, isn't oh, it? Oh, you know, I completely agree with that. I just think that, um, you know, people make him out to be this unbelievable scrum half, and there's a you know a, a massive flaw in the fact that he never. I can't remember him making a line break. I'm, yeah, I might be coming across really badly here and you know anti-Scotland again which I am um, but he's a, you know listen he's a he's not a bad player I just don't think he's all that well he's uh, injured now so we wish he done, his, what's he done his ankle it looks like his ankle oh, yeah. yeah so it looks like he's buggered but can I we just touch yeah, on yeah, Scotland can, 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 yeah, because 
going into this game, a lot of people had high hopes that could Scotland win mm. for the first time in how long was it you got the stats there? I don't know. It was a long time. It's been a long time. Eleven yeah. years? Yeah, eleven years. Longer. Longer maybe. Ninety nine. Yeah, since ninety nine. So it's a long, long time. And everyone spoke about the scrum leading up to the game that if Scotland can get their scrum, you know, to a decent level, to parity, um, that they, they might <laughs> they might have a chance. They got absolutely decimated. They did. At scrum time. Absolutely decimated. And for me, that's where Scotland in the past, I say we, because I've been a part of the teams before, have struggled is with the power of French packs, yeah. South Africa, you know, teams that played like Wales, we can maybe come on to that after. Scotland, good, contain that. You know, guys physically the same kind of size. But I just think you look across the board, again, we talk about the subs, you look at the size of the players that uh, France brought on. There's some monsters, um, weren't they? Exactly. Monsters compared to the changes Scotland had to make through the HIA losing Fraser Brown. John Barkley went to captain after Greg Ladle went off injured. He had a hate, uh, concussion, couldn't come back on. John Hardy's on for 10 minutes, substituted off, and th- therefore, you know, you, you are decimated. But a couple of a couple of the other points I want to make, that Pickamoles, everyone was talking about him on, on commentary, which was so poor. The commentary again, I'm not looking for a job. Um, but what, who was poor? Well, I think the halftime analysis was, oh, it's a great game. We've seen a great game today. Loads of running, loads of injuries. Loads well, of injuries? That's what that's what was said, quote-unquote, halftime. So, who, who are you talking about here? I'm, I'm, it's irrelevant. Uh, but, so, uh, <laughs> Pickham Pick Moles got man of the match, didn't he? Uh, don't know. Well, I think he did. I, th- I thought Josh Strauss completely outplayed him. I thought jo- Josh Strauss was absolutely immense. Talk about Josh Strauss. Rumours he's going to Toulouse. Yeah, heard that. Heard that. Mm. Yeah, heard a couple of rumours. I thought he was absolutely immense. And Tommy Seymour again. Mm. I thought he was cracking. How good is he under the high yeah, ball? Yeah, he's really good. Uh, listen, that Scotland, you know, for all the adversity of the game where all the injuries, HIAs and people playing yeah. out of position, etc. You know, they were right in the battle, weren't they? Right to the end. And what the hell were the French doing? Going for scrum after scrum. Yeah. Take the easy three points. Well, that just shows you where, where people's respect for Scotland. Yeah. Still isn't where it needs to be. The fact that well, you would you, you think that you'd be able to yeah. push them over? Yeah, you think uh, that off the back of the scrum. But then at sixteen all yeah. was it sixteen all yeah, at the time was, yeah. with ten minutes to go? Really easy three points. Take the three points because then eventually they get France give a penalty away against Scotland, don't they? Scotland yeah. get a turnover or something. France give a penalty away at the scrum time for go, walking around the corner, and then Scotland don't clear their lines properly, and he has, then Cami Lopez has a kick from forty-two meters when he could have had one from. A Finn Russell kick straight under the sticks. Oh. They're uh, the new, uh, I don't know how new he is, but he, he's new to me. They're, they're French halfback. Sarah. Yeah, yeah. How good is he? Yeah, really good. Yeah, he's, I think he's 22 maybe. He is firing out some quick ball yeah, and recycling Bordeaux. the ball really quick. He's yeah. tiny as well. Yeah. You know, you talk about, again, you talk about Laidlaw and, and the nines. He, he's a danger around the breakdown as yeah. well. He's quick to the to the breakdown. So that's what you're talking side. about, someone that you have to mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah someone yeah. you have to mark. Yeah. So I, I think generally you, you look at defending Scotland and you don't really worry about Laidlaw making snipes. So there's so much more pressure mm-hmm. then on a Finn Russell. Now I talk about the nines that I played with over time, um, you know, Harry Ellis and Danny Kerr and Ben Youngs and all the decent nines, Simpson. Joe, Sim- Joe Simpson. I got more time on the ball because defences were looking at him mm-hmm. or looking at whichever one it was, whether he was going to snipe, which meant when he didn't, he just chucked me the, they chucked me the ball and then there's more space elsewhere. I, no space for me because it needs to be a 20-yard hole for me to squeeze through but there was space out elsewhere for other people so um, that's the difference and Seran he's quality for France and it's only about his fifth cap or something mm. If you're watching this on Facebook live don't forget you can uh, send in your messages we've How got Chris who is uh, on the social media 
um, so who we're going to throw to shortly. But now we're going to go to Fan to Fan. Uh, if you haven't listened to this before, it's brought to you by Folk to Folk. And what they do, what Folk to Folk do, is they match business owners to local investors and help them uh, crack on and grow without having to go through a bank. And they've been doing it since 2013 and have helped lots of UK businesses get off the ground and build. And their aim is to make borrowing simple and fair by connecting local communities. Uh, so go on and check them out at folktofolk.com. Uh, let them know you've heard about them through the rugby pod and they're helping us come to you live every week during the Six Nations. Jim. Yeah, so today we have got JB from Wales and we've got David from Scotland. Are you there, lads? Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Oh. Who's, who's that, JB or David? Who's that? It's JB. JB from Wales. And is Hi, that... Jim. David here. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. So, JB, am I right in saying that you run a podcast called The Egg Chasers? Yeah, never heard of them. Never heard of them once. <laughs> Tim uh, Cocker's on it, isn't he? How is Tim? He most certainly is. How is he? He's all right. He's still got the fastest pint in the West. Yeah, mate, I tell you now, we should have a... We should have a... Re- he can chop a pint like no one else. <laughs> can, he, can he chop a pint like mate, me, Jim? Jim, I, I, think we, I think we should have a pod off. I think we could do that. The Egg Chasers pod versus the Rugby pod, 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 pod. In a downing competition, Jim would yeah, win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, lads, we got the Cecil Rugby Pod here as well. We could chuck in a, a Scottish only one as well. We David never heard of that, mate. <laughs> David never heard of the Cecil <laughs> Pod. See, this is the problem with Scottish rugby. Always, uh, always it's, it's rugby. garbage. It's what? Ne- never covered Scottish rugby. That's the thing. Not even in pint off. Well, mate, this could be the making of the Thistle. So if you if you could bring three of your best drinkers along with the Egg Chasers, never heard of them podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you now, we'd smash you. Sounds good. So, David, you a big Scotland fan then, or not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's a devastating weekend. Seems that half the team are off to A and E in Paris as well. So we'll have to see who we can field in a couple of weeks after the France game. But uh, yeah, mate, it seems like uh, Laidlaw might be out for a few weeks for the. Yeah, the, yeah. I was chatting, chatting to a mate of mine who's uh, who knows the squad pretty well. Says Strauss had to go to A and E. He's got kidney problems after wearing some massive hit during that game. So. Oh, really? Hopefully he's uh, back on his feet soon enough. It doesn't sound too good. Mate, we were just chatting about Strauss. I thought he was immense. I thought he was much oh. better than Pickamoles, who, who picked up man of the match, I think. Yeah. But there we he's go. An absolute beast, yeah. yeah what Richie do I... Gray was top of his game as well. Mate, I thought, I thought the Gray... Guy. Yeah, I thought the Gray brothers, I thought Richie's really upped his game. Maybe it's a Lions year, you never know. He's pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think them two have been quality. But um, so, what we normally do on the on the, this segment of the podcast is get you to tell something interesting about yourself. So, David, do you put do you like prostate massages or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it to say? No comment. Something like that. No comment. That's a yes. Yeah, that's a yes. <laughs> what, was my what do you like about the them? Thing, the only thing I jotted down, knowing that I was coming on this, is that when I played rugby at um, Newcastle Uni, I used to get called the Andy Good of uh, Newcastle Uni rugby. Jeez, he must be shit. Fat and bold. Yeah. Are, you fat, are you fat and bold? Mate, I've got a full head of hair now. Look I'm at the lid on me I'm now. Full head. I'm post, um, post-op Andy. Yeah, nice. Airwise, yep. physique, fairly similar. Strong them. <laughs> must be a good-looking good looking bloke. Yeah, I'm bloody good-looking, yeah, mate. Mm. And do you beat your uh, arsehole as well? <laughs> Uh, only occasionally, but it is Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> great! So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll move on. J- JB, are you there, mate? You alive? Yeah, still there, mate. Still there. Good stuff, mate. Anything interesting about yourself? Mm, not particularly. Overall, so this I have got a single cap for Wales. All right. Yeah, uh, under 15s death team. They were short of the player. <laughs> under 15s death team. 
A cap's a cap at the end of the day. Do you know what? That's probably more valuable than... Seven, how many caps you got, Jim? 69 Scotland caps? 63. But I don't how know many wins? 63, and I don't know how many wins. Not Four. What. Um, so, oh, I was going to say something to JB then about hearing him, but I thought it might be offensive, so I didn't bother. Um, so, um, Dave, we'll start with you, mate. Pastel present, which players would you most like to sit down for a few pints with and why? Right, well, past, well there's like... It's a bit of a special case. I would have loved to have been on the night out, 1988, with John Jeffrey and Dean Ryan when they went out in Edinburgh, took the Calcutta Cup with them, uh, got so wankered that they ended up kicking it down Princess Street in Edinburgh like a football. Uh, I think John Jeffrey's wore a six-month six ban, and they had to get the, the Calcutta Cup reforged. Um, so I thought that would have been an absolutely belting night out to be on. Or um, Chunk, Alan Jacobson. Yes. Just because there's, there's no man that looks more like a prop than Alan Jacobson, I reckon he'd be an absolute tear on the beard. Mate, he was loose as a goose. And, loose I, don't, as I, just, and I don't want to say too much about JJ, but I think there was more to that night than just kicking down. Uh, oh yeah, kicking kicking the Calcutta Cup down Prince's Street. <laughs> what, what else was he giving a kick? I'm just saying royalty, and I'm just saying Balmoral. Yeah, yeah, no, Balmor- I have heard that rumor. Really, well. Balmoral yeah. Hotel. Uh, we'll leave it there uh, for now. Um, we... No, we can't. Um, I think he's saying. <laughs> Are you saying, Princess? I'm not saying anything. What, 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 nothing, what do you know, uh, I know nothing. JB, <laughs> you, you're there. Past or present yeah. players, Welsh, English, or anyone? I don't understand how anyone can go anywhere else other than other than, than Andy Powell. Although, oh, yes. if I was going to get a bit more retro, I think I would I would have liked to have torn. I'd, I'd, I'd like to have gone tour. I don't know about about the fifties when a tour took about four weeks. Yeah, and some as well. What to get there? Four weeks to get there. Yeah. By boat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like four weeks there, three weeks playing, four weeks back. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so what you're saying it. is you don't you don't like your missus and you want to be away from her for as long as possible. Is that what you're saying? Just saying, saying tour's fun. <laughs> Mate, I tell you, I wish... Uh, yeah. We, wish we, we would have been suited to them tour days, Goody. That's all I know. Um, so, neither of you in your respective countries that you support or say that you support are from, um, but any good places um, in Scotland to watch the game? David, where would you go? Edinburgh? Um, or for a scrap, going, scrap, go, scrap down Glasgow? No, Edinburgh. Go Murrayfield Hotel, just off the back, the back <gasps> end nice. to, to the stadium. Always and, a good spot. Always absolutely heaving on match day. Or um, slightly grittier, the Bailey in Stockbridge. It's right. um, pretty decent. It's a bit of a basement bar. Pretty gritty, but a uh, good crowd in there always. Mate, good. I stayed at the Murrayfield Hotel the other week. Oh, did Lovely spot, forty quid a night. Bargain. Oh, cheaper, cheaper, cheaper than Kelly Brown's. Cheaper than Kelly Brown's house, that mate. <laughs> uh, JB, what about you, mate? Uh, we, where will you be watching the game, or if you could watch it somewhere, if the missus lets you out, where would you go? Where would I go? Well, uh, I tend to avoid Cardiff like the plague. I find there's other safer places to go, like uh, Sierra Leone. But if I could, <laughs> uh, yeah, take I'll your wa- <laughs> I'll probably be watching it up in Manchester. I don't know, what's more dangerous, Manchester or Sierra Leone? Oh, Cardiff. Cardiff. Hey, <laughs> I tell you what, it's a hell of a night on a, on a test, test match. Chip Alley, I've been Alley. there a few times. Savage. Chip yeah, Alley. It's it's yeah, tell the rippers out at the end, <laughs> Jesus. That's all I'm saying, bring your gas masks. Um, so the game is in t- two weeks' time, not quite two weeks' time, 12, 13 days. Yep. So the game's going to be at Murrayfield, uh, Scotland-Wales at Murrayfield. So any predictions? I think... Scotland are going to win, and I think they'll win comfortably. What do you lads reckon? Uh, David? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be big on... I'm glad we got these two weeks off, to be fair. Like, so many injuries. I think if Laidlaw can come back, that would be massive. Because I thought we were a little bit 
listless in the second half without him down in uh, in Paris. What does he do uh, though? He doesn't make breaks. What does he do? Just kicks it. Hmm? What, what does he do though? He doesn't make yeah, breaks. Goody doesn't rate him, David. I think that he's a, a quality player. I Obviously, I'm mates with him. But you know, I think Scotland we're scoring tries for the first time pretty much ever. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think Wales are up to much to be honest. I think they got themselves up for the England game, but I'm not mad about them. And Alex Cuthbert is so slow. So if he's still playing him up against either. Maitland, Seymour, or Hogg. I back, I back our boys every time. Mate, good call. JB, what do you reckon, mate? Do you even support Wales? I, I, I prefer Wales to win where possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apart, so who are you supporting on Saturday? Uh, well, this Saturday it'll, it'll be Premiership, but next no, 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 Saturday, no, 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 you know no, what I'm no, talking about on. here. Wales, England. Who did you support, JB? Uh, I'm supporting Wales. Uh, oh. There you go. So, what do you reckon? They beat Scotland or not? you think that they will I, I think if you look at it you know if, if you look at it as a whole you're gonna to have to say that the Scotland team looks slightly tastier than the Wales team but I don't think that this Scotland team believes that they can win and I, I don't think that they believe that they are all top top notch players even though they are and you look across the way and then you look at the Welsh boys you look at a lad like Dan Bigger or Reese Webb I don't think it matters how badly they get beaten the week before they always believe they are literally the world's best uh, best players so in my mind I think it's that arrogance and that self-confidence which is going to drive them over that's called being Welsh isn't it by about five points yeah I reckon that um, Wales won't be able to rise to the intensity I think that England game was absolutely everything for them and I think it'll be a, si- point, yeah. be a similar situation to Ireland rock up to Murrayfield not in the same mindset as they, they turned up to the game at the weekend I think uh, Scotland will turn them over might have a little bet with Goody pants pulled down you know, I'm never, you know, I'm never going to back Wales. I think they've got a core of players, uh, the, uh, uh, the halfbacks, the, the back row, that just know exactly what they're doing and they know exactly how to play big games. I think that's a difference you get from Wales as opposed to the more talented Scottish team. Well, we said that, but we thought Wales squandered it through not, not knowing what to do at the right time in the game against England, mm. but there we go. Can I just uh, fire something off at Goody? Oh, go on then. Definitely. Which way would you go, mate? Would you go bigger or would you go with Sam Davis? Uh, the way bigger played at the weekend, I'd have gone bigger. And I would have picked bigger against Wales um, purely because, as you saw, he's a big against game England. player. Against England. Uh, sorry, for Wales. Yeah, so that's what I meant. Do you yeah. watch rugby? I do watch rugby, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd have picked him for the game against England at the weekend. Ahead of yeah, Sam Davis is definitely the future, but right now, a big game like that, I thought bigger was right. outstanding. Bigger all day. Bigger all day how, for me. Quality. How about this then? I mean, everyone talks about things like game management for tents, but is it possible for players to react and work harder just because of the presence of a tent? For instance, actually, probably Jim will be able to answer this just as well. Would you play harder for a Owen Farrell over, I know, a Ryan Lamb, someone like that? Well, is it two very different players. <laughs> I don't think Lamb will mind me saying <laughs> are you, that. Are you, are you saying, would other players pl- try harder for if they've got Owen Farrell at 10 as opposed to Ryan Lamb? Yeah, basically. No, no, I think what, no, I don't think that's the case. But I think a lot of people these days think that a number ten runs everything. Whereas the scrum halves nowadays, like you know, Goody mentioned it with Greg Laidlaw, who is not a massive fan of, but I beg to differ. But the, the scrum halves these days, especially around the exits, and even when you get to the middle third of the pitch, in terms of the quality of kicks that they can put, it can take a lot of pressure. And I think that the nine and tens work together. It's gone in the days where ten makes full decisions, and without getting too nauseating about it um, you know with England you've got Farrell 
and you've got Ford, Ford playing at 10, Farrell at 12. So along that kind of with Youngs as well, you've got three big decision makers in that area. Mm. Well said, Good James. Answer. Well done, yeah, James. You're quite articulate, aren't you? Yeah. She's in the commentary. Nice, commentary. Hey lads, what do, what do you reckon? Of, yeah, what do you reckon of the commentary of the games? Oh, uh, ITV, fine. BBC. They just need to pack it in, don't they? Did you guys? I saw you guys getting in a bit of spat with um, Stephen Jones at Sunday Times. Uh, I did, yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Jones has questioned why Ali Williams was commentating or co-commentating, sorry, for the BBC uh, for the Scotland-France game. Yeah. Ali Williams has won a World Cup. Mm. He's playing in France. He knows all the French players. He speaks exceptionally well. He's a bloody good bloke. Stephen yeah. Jones, have a day off, son. Same, mate. Stephen Jones' point on this, right? which is the BBC analysts are actually very good. The Blairs, the Castagnettes, Ali Williams, absolutely great. But it's the actual in-game commentary where it's just awful. Yeah, so out of touch. Mm. What were you going to say, David? I was just saying on on Stephen Jones. We um, he, he's got form on Twitter. That last week after the the Ireland game, he backed Carney in his lines fifteen. So I just put it out to our followers. I thought Hogg had a better game. Stephen Jones blocks us and calls us. Just just replies one word, dickhead, and yeah. then just gets loads of heat from some of our followers. And he's just. Yeah, that's right. Like he's Welsh, though, isn't he? He's, he's Welsh, bless him. Yeah, I think we should all. I think we should sort this out with all the commentators and Stephen Jones. We should all meet up in a car park and have a scrap. And scrap it out. <laughs> yeah, have a scrap. Whoever's still standing gets to do all the comms. <laughs> all right, thanks. Thanks very much for coming on, guys. I really, really appreciate it, and um, and and good luck with your uh, respective podcasts. Cheers, lads. Right. Yeah, cheers, boys. Not too much luck, though, right? Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Cheers. Before we go to the Filthy 15, um, we were just touching on social media before. Uh, thanks, everyone, <laughs> that's watching on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, Chris, we finally get to bring you into the show. Sorry, mate, you've been sitting over there all, all evening and we haven't even spoken to you. That's been great, very enjoyable. But um, a couple of questions in. Um, first is uh, Andrew Hemmings. He concedes that Mike Brown hasn't done anything wrong, but should Eddie Jones be looking at Elliot Daly as the long-term fullback? Yeah, I think he should. Uh, I think Anthony Watson as well was an option. Um, yeah, Mike Fall, uh, Mike Brown. Sorry, did he didn't play that well at the weekend? Put a kick out straight out. Didn't do anything too bad, but for me, he's not an attacker like a Stuart Hogg. He plays with a load of passion and you know runs back. He's known for being a bit of a crowbar. Doesn't finish off two v ones and things like that. I thought he played okay at the weekend, but it's no secret Eddie Jones has talked about um, the future of. Of, of the England team and going to 2019, will Mike Brown make it as the first choice fullback there? No, yes or no. You know, are they going to look at other options? They have to. So, Elliot Daly uh, is an option, and and Anthony Watson as well. I think playing Italy is a perfect time to give someone a run. And Mike Brown puts Vaseline all over his legs. So he can't tackle him. <laughs> Slippery snake. <laughs> Slippery That's what that was my excuse anyway when I missed him. Mm. He probably vetoed his legs as well. Put feet on them. Well, that's the, the, well, just the crack. That's yeah, just the, I was going to say, mate, the in thing to do with backs, which is a bit weird, from a forward who has all his hair, um, is to beat your arse, <laughs> not your legs. But anyway, <laughs> let's hope no mums are listening to this. Jesus. Oh dear. Chris, how are you going over there, mate? Any more from social media? Yeah, Jim, one for you. Um, can the Lions take four English second roles to New Zealand this year? Can they? Yes, they can. Should they? Um, I'll tell you what, I've been really, really impressed with Courtney Laws. He has played really yeah, well, hasn't he? he? I think he's been quietly quality. I know Lawrence, we got man of the match. The commentators at the weekend said he was great at running and kicking. Um, I know Launchbury plays well. I'm a big fan of him. I think, for me, Launchbury and Johnny Gray are very similar players. 
but Johnny Gray can call a line-out, and that's what differentiates the two. But I think Cruz is going to potentially struggle. I think, think they picked the team. They struggle? Well, they picked the team in April. I've heard. I've heard they picked the squad in April, which is yeah. I think they they picked the the outer, the wider squad. Yeah, the wider squad. I'd have Cruz in there if he's fit. Oh, I would. Yeah. You know, he's going to be back towards the end of the season. But look, the second rows is going to be one of the with the second rows and back rows as always. Are going to be the two positions where it's going to be hard to pick. I think the, England have got four quality second rows. I think Richie Gray's come back into contention now. He's he's been outstanding with his brother. And then you look at um, Alan Wynne Jones again. Mm. Jake Ball, I thought was brilliant. Quite kind of an old school mouldy physical going to New Zealand. So in answer to the question, yes, they can take four English ones. I don't think they will. I think they'll mix it up. I think they've got quality in the Grey Brothers as well. We've seen in the past coaches pick a nine ten combination. Is that something that they would think about in the second row? As in pick guys who play club and country together? Yeah, I think so. I think the thing is as well. You talk about the England second row. Steve Borthwick is going to be running the lineup. And so he's going to want to work with guys that he knows can work his systems, George Cruz being one of them. Um, but again, out of all the second rows that are kind of playing at the minute for England, George Cruz would be the out-and-out caller. Courtney Laws probably isn't as co- as comfortable. Like if he's playing at Northampton, Christian Day would be calling the lineouts. But you can't overlook Johnny Gray. What I loved at the weekend from England's point of view was um, Mauro Toja actually scrummaged in the second row. And Courtney Laws defended at six, didn't he? Yes. Um, obviously trying to work out. Our scrum was underpowered, they reckon, when Maratoji went to scrimmage at six against France. So they tried that. It's quite interesting, that. Yeah. But I, I, think I think that's the way the game's going as well, isn't it? People are, players are... Interchangeable. Interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. Good question. So, Good question. It, thanks, Eddie. No worries, well done, thank you. See you next, we'll see you next week. <laughs> hey, hey, where's, um, Andy, where's, that, where's Andy McNair? Who? We sacked him. That's what everyone's been asking, actually. That was another question that came in on social media several times every night, is, is where is Andy McNair? Is that him is tweeting, why isn't he here? Or is that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is from Andy McNair, yeah, exactly. Let's go to the Filthy 15. We are still on the subs bench. We've had a lot... We're getting a lot of engagement from people in the Filthy 15. Debating. Positive? Negative? A bit of both. I think they like being in it, but they also don't like some of the stories. Have you had anyone say, why didn't I make it? Richard, Richard, Barons, Richard Barons has asked me why he's not in it. Why, really? why would he make it? What do you, he's he, filthy. You got a story yeah. on him? I've got not got too many stories on him. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a man eat as much as him in my life really? ever. We had a team do last year, big function, all you can eat, steak, chips, ribs, walk out, and I'm not lying, straight into the kebab shop, kebab and chips, train back to St Albans, mate, mate. I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. Like, goes in, family bag of crisps. Has he got worms? What's wrong with him? No idea. He is a beast. He is a beast. But anyway, yeah, so he was annoyed he wasn't in. Um, Will Skinner, we mentioned earlier, was happy he was in, I think. I don't know. think? Yeah. He texts me as well. But one of my favourite texts last Ashley Rowden texts me. We talked about referees getting a ref in there, didn't we? Hell of a bush. (laughs) (laughs) And he, he was delighted. He said, he texted me, said, rumour has it you've made me slightly famous on your podcast. He said, luckily, you don't know about all the orgies and sex clubs that I used to go to. And that is, I've seen the message. <laughs> that's what he texts me, yeah, that's what he texts me. Ashley, we should do um, a secret Santa with the referees, Andy Good and Jim Hamilton, and I know Andy Good would probably buy you some Veep, because tell the bush that on you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bush fire. You've, you've got to keep your da- undercarriage, you know, you've got to keep it clean and tidy. Yeah. All right, okay. Ashley uh, certainly doesn't. Who do we want to put on the bench this week? 
Um, it's difficult, isn't it? You got someone? I had a story about um, what made me think of it actually. So Manu Tuolangi is now on Instagram, Ooh. so you should follow him. Manu Tuolangi. You want to go down this road? Or? No, no. Well, it's fine. And so I, I've been friends with the Tuolangis since, yeah, I was 18 years old at Leicester. So it got me thinking about Freddie Tuolangi, who was the chief. He's the chief of the family. I remember a story when we lost the European Cup to Wasps the week after we actually won the Premiership. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, and basically uh, we didn't celebrate the we didn't celebrate the Premiership because we had to build towards the European Cup. And let's fast forward. So we lost the game. There's three buses that go home. So you've got the playing playing party, which I obviously wasn't a part of. Gudu, you were on that. Yeah. And then you've got the. The second bus, which is the rest of the squad, so Team Cunt was the name of the bus, and then you've got the third bus with all the the wives and kids, families, extended friends, etc. And so we stopped off on the way, and we stopped off at Tesco's. And I remember it was like a trolley dash, kind of get in there, get as much booze as you can to fill up the trolleys. We're going in, didn't pay for a thing, didn't pay for a thing, straight back out. Who knows who paid for it? I think the Queen would have paid. I think, yeah, the Queen might have paid, but it didn't look like anyone had paid. And so we're doing what old school teams do. We're drinking on the bus. So next thing, Henry Tuolangi is trying to get open the, um, what do they call it, the sunroof? The skylight. The skylight. Next thing, flies off in the middle of the motorway. So you're saying... Oh, so he just pushes it up and flies off the end. So you're you're saying that was Henry, were you? That was Henry. It wasn't you. It wasn't me, no. I ripped the curtains down, that was it. (laughs) And then he's there smoking out the top of this... uh, um, Skylight, the bus driver is going ballistic. <laughs> at this point, Ben Youngs, who was about 15 at the time, <laughs> has been sick in a bag and he sat next to his brother Tom, who played centre for Leicester back then when he was a young lad. And uh, Ben's spewing in a black bin bag. And me, I was captain of the second team, I was captain of Team Cunt Bus too. Not to so, be mistaken with the family bus. Not to be mistaken <laughs> with the family bus. And then just trying to do the rightful thing because it was absolutely stinking. I've gone to throw the black bag out of the skyline, but as I've gone to throw it out, it's got caught on um, one of the bus arms, and I've literally sprayed the whole bus oh, with, a ba- uh, with the, uh, literally a black bag full a bag of, of a bag of sick, a bag of sick. And as I've as we're trying to clear up next thing, the back seat of the bus is literally surfing down the middle, so it's swashing up and down. So the back seats have been ripped out. Animals, I know what you might what? think. What? So the, ba- the the back seat of the bus has is- been ripped out. It's been ripped out. The curtain, everyone's got curtains tied around the head and no one's got their back pockets. So basically, they've been spread-eagled. Both, so if you've got your two back pockets in your jeans, everyone's got them ripped down by their ankles. And then, so I'm trying to manufacture my way and try and get some order on the bus. Next thing, we've imagine, pulled imagine. over. You're trying to settle everyone down. Yeah, trying to settle Just, everyone down. I don't, down believe, I don't believe that for one minute. Jim's the instigator here. Taking a leadership role. He's taking a leadership role. He's lobbed the sick. He's log, log I just tried to, to get out of the bus. Tried to get out of the bus. You're trying to do the good thing. Next thing, we've pulled over on the arch shoulder on the M1. What's going on here, Chief? Next thing, bus driver is going ballistic. Sit the fuck <laughs> down. Sit the where? Where's the fucking skyline? He's going ballistic, and Freddie rips the microphone off him. Hey, 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 Chief, Chief, get off the fucking bus. I am going to drive the bus. <laughs> Lobs the bus driver off the bus. I swear to God. Now, let's embellish the story slightly. The bus driver did end up driving the bus back, but let's say we threw him off. Freddie Tuolangi's driving the bus down the M1. There's no skylight. The back seats have been ripped out, and I could smell this burning. So me being the leader and being the um, 
mature young man that I am. Slash instigator. I've got, I've, I'm, sm- I'm, I'm trying to sniff around and see what the smell is. I've looked, I've opened up the toilet door and someone's kicked the toilet that far in that there's sparks, like you can see the motorway. <laughs> there's sparks flying up. It was something out of a movie scene. So we've pulled up at Welford Road and next thing, there was a couple of police there. You know, they, they knew what, everyone's run off the bus, like literally, you could imagine the back of their jeans, everyone's jeans have been ripped from the back. Arse is hanging out so everywhere. Arse is covered hanging in out everywhere, covered in sick, got curtains tied around the head, and this bus has just been left. <laughs> 15 grand's worth of damage, apparently. I didn't do anything at all. The ringleader. The ringleader. So you, was that an entry for you? Or? No, that was an entry. I, I, no, I'm the storyteller and also the leader and the facilitator. The bench edition goes to Freddie Twilangi for driving us Freddie safely back to Leicester. Well done, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank probably. you, thank you very much for coming, guys. Uh, just before we go, uh, some uh, news that's broken recently. Uh, Stephen Lutour, uh his son with Bristol's, twenty-five years of age. Years. Yeah, very Stephen talented. Young he looks, player. he looks about forty. Twenty-five. Yeah, exactly. He's a monster. Mm. He's twenty-five. He's an All Black right now. He's signed for Bristol's, playing Championship rugby next year, and not the Rugby Championship, the Green King IPA. The thing is, he probably is. doesn't know where he's playing next year. He probably doesn't know that. He just knows there's a lot of dollar going into yeah, his exactly. account. Mate, if he's 25, I'm 15. Have you seen him? <laughs> he's a monster. Big unit. He's a hell of a player, actually. Yeah. Good hell player. of a player. Uh, other news, Pat Lambie. They're trying to get Pat Lambie to Northampton. Really? Mm. Northampton near the 10. Mm. Mm. Couple, should we talk about a couple of rooms before we go? Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go I reckon Cockers. Richard Cockrell to Clermont. I've heard that, but I've also okay. heard Richard Cockrell to Stade Francais as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, Casada, Casada, Casada. You might be leaving at the end of the year. They won the won it two years ago, and they've just been average ever since. Mm. So Cockers might get that job as well. Yeah, some decent rumours actually. Any other rumours? Dom Day to Saris. They need a second row. I think I still think they should sign you, Jim. Not interested. Break mate. the bank, buy you out of that London Irish contract. No, mate, not interested, mate. When are you going to announce that the London Irish contract? I don't know if it is London Irish who don't know. I told you, look, there's a lot of money on this. It's breaking news on Sky Sports. There's a lot offered... of money. It's a fucking big contract. Yeah, they've yeah, offered, just... they've... What does it start with, Jim? Have a guess. How much do you think I'm getting paid? We'll get how, much you... how much do you think I'm worth? We'll get out of bed for less than three, would you? You wouldn't. What? It's got to start with a three, surely. What, 300 grand? 300 or 30? <laughs> I'm just saying it starts with a three. What do you think I'm worth? What do you think? What do I think you're worth? Yeah. A couple of beers and a bag of chips, mate. There we go. <laughs> All right, just before we go, um, thanks very much for coming, guys. And uh, Tom Vandell, I think, has he just tweeted? I just got just got a message off my it. mate. Oh, my word. Wow. Have you seen this? What is it? At Rugby Pod, at Andy Guten, at Jim Hamilton 4. Great chatting, just finishing up now. Hashtag Filthy15. And it's a picture of him virtually spread eagle in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's a wrong one. He's an absolute wrong one. Oh, we'll see you next week on Cheers. the Rugby Pod. On that note. Cheers. <laughs> Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod.